There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. I found my next guest online, and in all truth, the universe ensured we found each other. Billy Mandarino is a thought leader, author, speaker, and nowist. He helps people connect to the present moment and teach them how to harness their personal power to become limitless. Through our conversation, the energy between Billy and I was undeniable, and our message and mission had become one, one mind and one heart. Despite the distance, it was like we were in the same room. I hope you also enjoy this experience with Billy as much as I did. Welcome, Billy, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you, Bindi. My pleasure to be here. It's my honor. I really am excited to have this conversation and this connection with you. Me too. Now, uh, you're joining us all the way from Santa Barbara, um, but can you tell us about who you are and what you do? So, I am a thought leader. I've written a book called The Nowist, and I say I've written the book, but ultimately the book came through me. It's not for me. Um, it just kind of came through me as, as Khalil Gibran in The Prophet says, you know, your children are not for you. They come through you. It's life's longing for itself. I just feel like this book is, is that work. It's just something that I was open to. Um, I've been a, a spiritual sponge for spiritual teachings. I've uh, been studying like a doctoral student in spirituality. I've just always had this spiritual hunger. Yeah. But that spiritual sponge just kind of, you know, was filled up and it wrung out in the form of this book, The Nowist, which was just about you know, me allow, allowing it to come through me. And it's a teaching. It teaches people how to use their present moment awareness along with your imagination and giving to create abundance in your life. It's about living in the present moment without uh, attachment to outcomes and just being of service and finding the joy and what's in the sweet spot of the generous present moment. And this teaching has allowed me, it's kind of a spiritual memoir as well. It's uh, it's a spiritual memoir in the fact that it's how I found the present moment. I found the power in the present moment and how it serves me to create avalanches of abundance in my life, emotionally, socially, spiritually, financially, you know, societally. Um, and it's just been my great mission to create this legion of nowists, people that live out of stress, worry, fear, overwhelm, anxiety. And you know what we just went through as a, as a, as a, as a globe, mm. as a collective consciousness. So I feel that my work and this, this effort is more needed than ever in the world. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we were just chatting offline about how aligned you and I both are, but, um, you know, what, what actually drove you to, to, you know, I guess, you know, share this spiritual awakening and and to write the book you know i as everybody in life we have challenges we have things that we press up against and 
I've learned that how do you build muscle is you have to press up against a lot of resistance. So my spiritual, you know, my spiritual immunity has to be pushed up against. It had to have, uh, you know, physical challenges, emotional challenges, mental challenges. And um, in my life, I've had a lot of those. I've, you know, I came from a divorced family, a violent divorced family when I was seven years old. I had to pick on a stand with a judge which parent I wanted to live with. There's six kids in my family. So back in the 70s, you know, I had to look at my mom, look at my dad and pick which one I wanted to live with, where three of the kids went with mom, three of the kids went with dad. And that kind of started, um, you know, this kind of people pleaser mentality. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with that that mm. kind of syndrome or that yep. <laughs> ailment that a lot of people have, right? You just don't want conflict because as a, as a kid, that was just devastating to me. Mm. And I was always searching for that. So I realized though, eventually that, that really bleeds into your life, your emotions, it, it bleeds into your relationships, your finances, your family life. And I just... I decided that that what I was about was not so much the external world, but it was the spiritual journey, you know, and eventually I found through studying great teachers like Dr. Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, mm-hmm. Deepak Chopra, Neville Goddard, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. these wonderful teachers. It's a journey in, in a step, but it's in the direction of yourself. It's back into your center. It reminds me of that. One of my favorite books of all time is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure you've read that book as yep. it's the fifth most published book in the world. Yep. If you did, isn't that amazing? Incredible. And it's all like 140 pages. I mean, I recommend yeah. all of your re- viewers, listeners read that book because it teaches you, you know, that we're on a seeking journey, this outward journey. But the reality is it's a step in the direction of you. It's, it's a, it's a journey inward. And for me, the generous present moment, learning to be a nowist, somebody that lives consistently in the present moment. That is really what shifted my life. And so all these challenges as a young kid, um, as I got older in life, of course, more challenges come. Recently, I went through a a big health scare with um, COVID. I got COVID. Mm. And then from COVID, I got Guillain-Barre syndrome. Oh, wow. And I was paralyzed. I had to learn to walk again just a few months ago. Oh, wow. And so my point is I've been through all these challenges in my life, even from a a seven-year-old kid to a 53-year-old man recently. And all of the challenges went back to the same uh, remedy. It was finding out who you are in the present moment, not thinking of the past, not focused on the future. But in this moment, how am I going to use the greatest gift I've ever been given, which is my imagination, Mm. which is how do I use my present moment awareness along with my imagination and getting out of the ego and focusing on how can I manifest in my life? How can I bring change in my life, but not come from a place of what's in it for me, but how can I serve? Mm. You want it more for somebody else. And while I was in the hospital learning to walk again, going through therapy, um, total paralysis, it's really a miracle how I was able to come back. But when I was in physical therapy, I just, my intuition told me, you know, I always say when people are on their knees, they're praying to God, and that intuition, that spark inside you is God answering those prayers. It's source answering those prayers. Mm. So my intuition was, you know, I'm in here. I can't move. I'm paralyzed. And I'm trying to learn how to walk again. I was just thinking, how can I serve my therapists? How can I serve my doctors? Being a spiritual teacher, that's what I did. And then I healed faster. Mm. Want it more for somebody else and you'll get what you want. And that was, that was my experience through that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many synergies with you and I. And 
um, you know, I was just saying to someone oh, a matter of weeks ago, um, you know, when when we're when we're on our knees, it's a matter of coming back to to yourself and finding you um, and getting back to you. And when you can do that, that's when you can truly connect to that intuition that is the universe. Um, and when you can actually make that change within you, the world around you changes. There it is. Yeah. There it, it's that simple. We make it so complex, so don't we, Bindi? Mm. We really get in our heads. We think we're going to outthink it. We think we're going to work harder and make it happen and, you know, just have a goal and focus on it and reverse engineer it. All of those things, truly, when you, when you break it down, the truth is go with your instant present moment awareness, your focus, your sweet imagination, how creative it is. You know the way. I mean, everything, you know, I love it. Uh, I don't know if you know who Buckminster Fuller is. I have heard he, the he name. Was, yeah. He was a, sat- a satirist in like the ni- early 1900s. And he says, we are all born geniuses, mm. but living in the world degeniuses you. Mm. Right. We're all born geniuses, but when you're in the world, the world's trying to change you. So it takes your genius away. So I have learned that you really have to live more in childlike bewilderment. Mm. You have to use your intuition. We, we, and Emerson says our birth is a death and a forgetting. Mm. You know, we have to remember where we come from. And it's that energy in that present moment, the energy in that innocence that we are don't not allowing ourselves to get caught up in the world. I always, it's counterintuitive. We think I'm going to go out there and make it happen. I'm going to work harder. Reality is if you could just get quiet, Mm. take a breath, connect to the moment, use your imagination, get in your heart, focus on the sweet spot in that beautiful center of your being, which is your heart and get that coherent brain and that heart going in the, in the present moment. Then what do you know? Your timing becomes better. Your imagination starts to open up ideas and inspiration start to come into your awareness. And what do you know? You're out of the woods. You're out of the weeds. You're into creation. Mm. And that's what we're all here to do. We're just to be creators and artists. And, you know, we were talking off air about how we get in our own way. And I think, you know, there's... (sighs) There's so much conditioning and programming that we get from the world around us that we become almost unconscious of it. Um, And I think when we do have that consciousness and actually let go of all of that, we can actually get back to that that inner child like you're you're talking about. Because I think often when we we want something and we want to manifest something, we we think about the hustle and the hard work and all that kind of stuff. But if we just stop. And we, we imagine the greatest things we could possibly ever want in our lives and know that we can have those. We might not know the how, but we know that we can get there. And I think it's that, that how piece that the child doesn't even look for, but it's the adult in us that's been conditioned that is so focused on that gets in the way. It's, it's just what you're absolutely right, Benny. That's what Buckminster was talking about. We're all born geniuses, but yeah. we allow the world. Change you. And you know who Rumi is, right? Mm. Beautiful Rumi. I Mm. love his quote. He says, sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. Live, right? Sell your cleverness. We're all so clever. And you purchase that bewilderment. You live like a child in childlike bewilderment. And that's your imagination. I mean, little kids, you look at three and four-year-old kids. They just want to play. They don't care what people think about them. Mm. You know, they're Batman. They're Wonder Woman. They've got the cape flowing off their back. They're a princess. They're whoever they want to be in that moment. But it's that imagination that we lose. 
So I, little children are our greatest teachers. You mm. need to look at them when you're getting so caught up in your day, your, your viewers, your listeners, when they get so caught up in being so clever and working so hard, you know, with all their bills and emails and appointments, and you get so caught up, you just have to relax and get into that imaginative space. And if you see little kids on a playground, just they're your greatest teacher. They mm. teach you how to not care about the Joneses, not care about what people think about you and just detach from outcome. As Abraham Maslow so brilliantly taught us, he says, a self-actualized person learns to detach from outcome and become independent of the good opinion of other people. Mm-hmm. And that's what little kids do. That's why they're, they're some of my greatest teachers. They remind me. I have a, a daughter. She's 14 now. But mm. growing up, she, she's been my greatest teacher. Yeah, and it's so true. And I was just thinking, you know, like, you know, imagine if us as adults, we actually acted like, you know, we were Superman or Wonder Woman, you know, like imagine the outcomes we could bring to the world. <laughs> it is. We we are only limited by our imagination. Exactly. It is. The, I, I, I say it's the greatest gift we've been given because that's where creation comes from. Mm. That's when your timing's good. That's when you have ideas. And I mean, think about brilliant minds like Albert Einstein. I mean, he what he figured out with E equals MC square and the theory of relativity, it came from his creative mind. It didn't come from his left analytical brain. Mm. Something new has to come into your awareness. And it only happens when you get out of the conscious mind. Mm. That's why this universal subconscious mind is so important. We can call it God. We can call it, you know, Buddha. We can call it Jesus, whatever we want. But as it says, we were talking earlier, the first verse of the Tao Te Ching says the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. Mm. So the minute you name it, you lost it. Yep. Yeah. How to get out of that, out of that thinking mind. Now, Billy, if you had to tell us what your mission was in a, in a perfect little bow, what would it be? Well, my book teaches me, the book, I, I, like I said, I don't want to own it. I, I really feel like it came through me and it's a mission. It teaches you how to use your present moment awareness along with your imagination and giving to create abundance in your life. And I'm, I'm a realtor and a property manager here in Santa Barbara, and it's allowed me to take this mission that I have and serve people. And I just had my first live seminar a week ago today. And we had, you know, 50 people in a conference room. And now the next one we're going to do is for 200 people. I just want to serve people, teach people how to use the present moment awareness to be a nowist, how to create abundance in your life. And then when you have this abundance, you just want to give it away. I've helped people create more, you know, financial abundance, emotional abundance in relationships, how to be better parents, how to be a better citizen, how to just get out of stress, worry, you know, anxiety and overwhelm. That's what I teach. I do one-on-one teaching as well. I have this course called Becoming Your Infinite Self. It's a 12-week course. You can go on my website, billymandarino.com. Mandarino is spelled like the Mandarin Orange because I'm Italian. Yep. Andiamo, mangiati, bimbi, andiamo. <laughs> <laughs> but billymandarino.com, I teach people how to be nowist. And the crazy thing about it is it's a spiritual teaching. It's a teaching of oneness. But it's not a religion. It's a practical way to live. I mm. believe religions want to separate people. Spirituality just wants to unite you. Absolutely. And I'm just teaching people how to live out of overwhelm, fear, stress, and anxiety, how to step into that version of themselves and live there consistently. 90% of my day I live as a nowist. 10% stuff goes sideways, it hits mm. the fan. I got overwhelmed with you know deals falling apart, you know, my wife, my daughter, our dog you know, over too much work, but 90% of my day, I know how to quick, quickly correct and get back in the present moment. So stress can't assail me. Mm. It can't get, it, it finds, you know, the, the, the present moment finds, you know, time very indigestible. 
because there's no past and future. In the present moment, there's just this infinite now. Mm. And if you look at my book, the cover of my book, it has the now a symbol on it. And it's, it looks, some people say it looks kind of like a cross, but ultimately it's a technology. I'm teaching a technology. And when you look at this symbol, the now a symbol, you'll see that there's two, I'll show it to you, Bindi. I don't know if you're recording this yep. for your viewers, but you can see this symbol, yes? Yeah. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. That symbol is the Nowa symbol. And it looks like four beings kind of hovering above the earth. Mm. That's how I've got it set up. But ultimately, when you see this line, there's a horizontal line. And then there's a vertical line. Well, that horizontal line represents past and future, chronological time, linear time, right? Psychological mm -hmm. time. And that's, you know, it's left to the right. That's horizontal. When you get in that vertical, that's divine time. That's eternal time. That's straight up to infinity, straight mm -hmm. up to God. Where those two cross, that's the now. Mm -hmm. When you can get yourself out of past, future thinking into the vertical, into the present moment. That is the present moment. And that's what being a nowist is. Learning how to get out of that past future thinking, getting in that vertical linear, you know, this is linear timeline that we get stuck in. When you can get in that vertical and you cross that, the present moment, mm. that's where your energy happens. That's where you have this generous present moment. You can use your imagination. Usually taking a breath in this moment helps you get out of this physical inertia or the gravity. That's why the symbol Bindi is above the earth. You see, mm, the Nowist yep. meditation that I teach is a one-minute meditation you can do with your eyes open or your eyes closed. And that is kind of the cornerstone of this whole teaching, helping people get out of stress quickly. And anywhere you are, getting in the present moment, getting back into your imagination, getting back into your creation, that's how you change your life. Because all of us are so caught up in time worrying about life before the pandemic, what's going to happen after the pandemic, the reality is you're missing all of it because the present moment is always with you in the room. And that's really my mission. Absolutely. And I, I was thinking that as you were talking and you just, you just said it, um, we are just so on the same plane here. Um, you know, during the pandemic, um, I actually created a meditation um, for people, um, which was all about being in the now because, you know, um, spending so long in lockdown, it became really apparent to me that, you know, there was no point worrying about the past and all those things that, you know, we now have to let go of because of the pandemic or the future, the things that we're potentially losing or now can't do. All we know right now is now. There's no point in fretting about, oh, I can't see this person or I can't go to that place or I can't do this thing or I, I've now lose all this money. When you do that, that's just all you're going to attract. So you need to focus in the now because that's all you can do. That's all you have you don't have tomorrow. You don't have the past anymore. All you have is right now. And so when you said that, I was like, yes, right in the middle of the pandemic, that was so apparent, so apparent. And that's why I feel, you know, three years ago, this book came out 
And at the time, you know, I, I don't have a degree in anything. I didn't go to college. I literally have just been obsessed with spiritual teachings. I've been obsessed with the present moment. And for the last five years, it's just really been my focus. My work. I mean, of course, I'm a property manager. I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. Um, I'm a golfer. I'm a musician. I do all these things. And, you know, I just had my seminar. And I don't brag. I don't mean to brag about it. But the reality is when you can get in the present moment consistently, you can do everything at a very high world-class level. I say it humbly. I feel like I am world-class at everything I just described because I don't have stress. I don't have comparison mentality. Mark Twain, the beautiful Mark Twain, he says, comparison is the death of joy. Mm. So when you, and what are we in this comparison mentality, Bindi? Like how many likes is my life worth? How many views do I, I know, have? How many right? likes do I have? Mm. How many people are following me? Right? We get so caught up in this comparison mentality that you can learn when you can learn to live as a nowist. Oh my gosh, all these areas of your life transform, and you realize that you've been focused on the wrong thing for so many years. But then it's like a bucket of cold water is being thrown over you. You realize, oh no, no, no. all I need is this awareness, this awakening, this I am who I am. Right? I am this I am presence that you have when you can live in that. All of a sudden, this, this imagination starts creating new opportunities for you. You start thinking about, oh, my gosh. And you start thinking what I call from the end mm. instead of about the end, right? I used to set goals. You know, I do a lot of talks all over the world. And I tell people, quit setting goals. Don't set yeah. goals. Yeah. And I've been to high schools and junior highs. My wife's a high school teacher. Right. And they'll say, oh, no, you can't tell kids. That. I said, oh, no, no. Then I explained to them what I mean. Because I used to set my bathroom mirror goals. You know, I'd write yeah. these five, seven goals down on my birthday every year. And I'd look at them and I get nervous. I think, gosh, when I do this, this, and this, this will happen. I'll reverse engineer my goals. But the reality was it wasn't until I read a brilliant book by Neville Goddard, this book called The Power of Awareness, that talked about thinking from the end instead of about the end. Mm-hmm. And then I ripped my goals down forever. And I realized this is how you set goals. If you want to call them goals, I don't call them goals. I just call them visions. I call them imaginative actions. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't call them goals because a goal, once again, like the now is teaching, it's there's this past future. There's mm. point A, point B. That's linear time. But as we remember from a five minutes ago, you need to get in that vertical, the vertical. So when you can cross those two, it's already done. The present moment has no time. So before you go to bed, this is what I did. Before I was going to bed at night, I'd have these focus, these, these intentions, these goals, if you want to call them goals. I even can't say the word because I just think it's so negative. It yeah. feels like so, so final, so like past future. Yep. I live in this vertical. So when I started looking at these, this, and this, like, for instance, when I became a, a realtor, I wanted to sell 10 houses in one year. Mm. So then I would go to bed every night and I would imagine with all five of my senses, the family that was purchasing this house, I would lay in bed and smell the smell of the Christmas tree. As I walked in, I would hear the sound of kids playing. I would feel the love that's in the house. I would like taste the cup of coffee they gave me just because I was coming over as a guest you know, I would, I would feel all five of my senses and I would do that every night before I go to bed. And then, you know, when I, and I would just ruminate in that, the end, I, I wouldn't think, oh my gosh, I got to go knock on doors. I got to do open houses. I got to put flyers out. Mm. You know, I got to do all these things to make this happen. I was in the end. I wasn't about the end. And wouldn't you know, these families, this is the crazy synchronistic part. Some of these families that show up were the same families that I would imagine out of my own creative imagination. Remember, it's the greatest gift you've been given. They would be the same makeup. Like I remember this one house I sold. There was a husband, a wife, two kids, and a dog. 
right? And I can imagine that the, the husband was dark haired, the, the wife was blonde, the kid, the, the girl was blonde like the, the mom and the, the little boy was brown, dark hair like the father. And I, I imagine this, this family, I wanted to sell this house and I, I just got this new listing. And the agent, you know, the agent that had it previous to me didn't sell it after six months. And I got it and I said, instantly I knew what I was going to do. Because I just had read this book by Neville Goddard, The Power of Awareness. And I laid in bed and, and I swear to you, five, to, seven days later, that exact family came in and they bought the house. They had a gray, kind of a salt and pepper quiche hound. It was a husband and wife and two kids and they bought the house. So Incredible. your imagination <clears throat> and the synchronicities that show up in your life, you are so much more powerful than you know. Yeah, and that's it. The universe rearranges uh, to to meet your need, doesn't it? Like once you put that intention out there. Spiritual breadcrumbs, Bendy, they just Mm. show up everywhere. Yeah. Once you get out of your way. That's it. And I've seen that, you know, firsthand this week. It's just incredible that when you get out of the way and you set that intention and you just let the universe rearrange the most incredible things happen and it just yeah. blows your mind. And, and you know, being at the end, you're actually, you have that visualisation of it already coming true and so yes. you're, you're already experiencing it. You're already there. You're already feeling the feelings that you should feel once you reach that point. So you're already there and the universe is just catching you up. Oh, my God. Isn't it crazy? But we're just the opposite. I mean, thick not Han. You know what thick not Han mm. is? Yeah. He says there is no way to happiness. Mm. Happiness is, is the, the way. way. Mm. And we get so caught up in like, oh, when I get this house, when I make all this money from this commission, I'll be happy. Mm. When I retire, I'll be happy. When I get a relationship, I'll be happy. Nope. Right? When I make enough of whatever, senior partner, I'll be happy. But no, 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 no. You have to be happy first. Yeah, you, you are have the to way. Be in the gratitude, thinking from the end, not about the end first. Because, you know, the reason we do it before we go to bed every night and before we get out of bed every every morning is because your brain waves goes from beta, mm. alpha, theta, delta, gamma, right? When you're in this theta semi-somnolent sleep state before you go to bed, you want to put those intentions. You want to use those, like I was just setting that intention, the, the focus of this family buying this house and me selling this property because you're in these low brainwave frequencies. The universal subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between your conscious mind and your subconscious mm. mind. It knows feeling. Yeah, That's why it's so important to feel all five of your senses in this end. And then what happens? You want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans, mm. right? Yep. <laughs> you want to crack that God up? Tell him your plans. Like, you know what's best. Mm. No, no, no. You got to let go and get out of the way. Just be in that end. It's already done. You're already serving people. And then what happens is when you have all this abundance, you just want to give it away. Yeah. I love Hafiz, Bindi. Hafiz, this great Persian poet, he says, just look at the sun. The sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Yeah. Just look what a love like that does. It lights up the whole sky. Exactly. When you get this abundance, you just want to give it away. And then the more you give it away, the more you get. It's just That's a it. beautiful cycle. Mm. The law of attraction is never broken. Yeah. Um, and, you know, talking about um, goals before, um, you know, I speak to many, many people around the world and some of the most successful people, they they no longer set goals. It's it's all about having that intention and letting um, just the flow happen. Um, yes. and you know, I've, I've realized that also this year that, you know, there's, there's no goal setting, you know, it's, it's, it's just so antiquated. You're now. actually limiting yourself. Yeah. You're limiting yourself and you think, oh my gosh, well, I want to make a million dollars this year or, you know, I want to get in a relationship or, uh, you know, I want to have kids. And 
you know, we've been trying to get pregnant for a year. It's not working. You know, if you just get out of the the doing mm. and step into the being, you've heard it a hundred times. It's corny. We're not human doings. We're human beings, beings. right? Yep. But how often are we being in our highest self? How often are we living in that present moment that is where all of our power resides? Mm. We get caught up in duality. We get caught up in time. Mm. You, The unknown is where the growth is. I'm, I just love the unknown. People f- are fearful of the unknown. You have to go into the unknown to grow. Mm. You've got to take that step. Now, Billy, can you tell us about some of the people that you've helped to transform through the NOWS training that you do? Yes, I have. Thank you, Bindi. I have this online um, Zoom, just like we're talking here. It's a Zoom coaching program. It's called Becoming Your Infinite Self. It's on my website, billymandarino.com. There's applications if you want to apply there. And I take individuals through a 12-week program. I teach them how to transform whatever it is in their life they need to transform. I've helped people who are anorexic, you know, get, get out of these blocks from their past, from their childhood. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm literally a spiritual teacher mm. that is open. I'm a conduit open for the universe to give me what I need to do to serve with whoever I'm working with. So I never know what's going to come through. Like I just had this two-day seminar from nine to seven. I have a curriculum, but ultimately I just, I'm just available. Mm. I'm available because when you work in the spirit, when you become one with the spirit, like how do you experience water? You don't just go after grasp water. You have to become one with it. Mm. So when I teach individuals how to change their life, how to create more financial abundance in their life, how to create a relationship in their life, how to get pregnant, like all these crazy examples. I have a past clients. It's literally focused so much on, what it means to be out of time and get out of their thinking mind and and kind of like Buckminster Fuller talked about degeniusing. Mm. I'm degeniusing people. People are like they're, they're, you're these geniuses that have got so caught up comparing themselves to everybody, magazines, their friends, the neighbors, their family, their in-laws, their outlaws, right? All these people in their life that they feel like they have to measure up to. It's about getting stripping it all away, getting into this moment connecting to your heart, getting that heart brain coherence going, allowing intuitions, allowing your timing to to happen on a universal level, not so much on a chronological time bound level. I just take people through these 12 weeks. And after these 12 weeks, I've had some amazing results. People that have relationships, they hadn't had a relationship for five years. Mm. Uh, An anorexic client of mine has 20 pounds. You know, she's been ill because of all these past traumas. You work back to a healthy weight. Right, people that that are just disconnected from the world are serving, starting nonprofits, helping underprivileged people, finding their purpose, finding mm. out what it is that they're here to do and serve. And then when you find that purpose, yeah, all everything else is added to you. Mm. All the other things that you think were lacking in your life, when you find out, like like that quote from Khalil from Hafiz, just give your light to the world, just be of service. And when you get the focus off you. And think, how can I serve? Just like when I was in the hospital recently, back in February, I just thought, I know how I'm going to heal. I know how I'm going to learn how to walk out of here when I, you know, I came in here paralyzed. It was, how can I help the doctors, the therapists, the nurses with their problems? Mm. They're helping me. They're giving me medicine, therapy. But that's what, to this time, they're studying my case, the infectious disease of the county here at Santa Barbara, are studying my case. Because there's 46, there's 460,000 people in our county. I'm the only one to get Guillain-Barre syndrome from COVID. So that, my, my there's a message there, medicine. Billy. There's Isn't a message. Crazy? There's a message there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got better because I 
took the focus off me. And then my body, my physical body, scientifically, it shouldn't have happened. The myelin sheath that was, I don't know if you know, you know what Guillain-Barre syndrome is. Yep. So the myelin sheath, right? It yep. only goes back like 0.3 millimeters a month. Yep. Mine grew back in two months. And I walked, I have no numbness. I, all the 20 pounds that I lost, it's all back. That's and incredible. I, I can't figure it out. But I know I went quantum. I got out of the fourth dimension and I was in the quantum realm. I'm claustrophobic, Bindi. I spent four and a half hours in an MRI tube. When I first, they didn't know what I had. And that was so difficult. But I was praying, chanting, visualizing, singing, just getting in the quantum because mm. I knew the stress of fact that I was in a coffin for four and a half hours. Mm. And I had the panic button. I didn't push it because I was afraid. I, for those 21 nights that I spent in the hospital system, I only had fear that first day. Because I didn't know what I had. Mm. I didn't know. And they didn't know. Then they spinal tapped me and found I have Guillain-Barre syndrome. They started giving me an immunoglobulin G, IVIG. But ultimately, the reason I heal so fast, and I can tell you and your community, because we're coming from the spirit. We're not coming from the physical, medical world. Mm. I went quantum. Mm. I got out of the physical time of how long it was going to take. The doctor said it could take nine months to a year for me to get feeling back to make a full recovery and it happened in two months because I went quantum and I can't tell them that they can't put that in their study of me, but you and I know that because we understand what I'm talking about. And hopefully mm. your listeners and viewers will be interested enough to learn more about that. Cause that's, that's my prayer for everybody. That's my intention is that we collectively can make this shift in the planet. I don't know if you're familiar with the Maharishi uh, university of management, right in Fairfield, Iowa, they did that study where they took the square root of 1% of the U.S. population and these TM meditators, about 1,700 plus, meditated over two years. They reduced the crime and the, and the homicide rate mm. by 20% in the United States. Well, when I just had my seminar, same thing. I said, 50 people, it's the square root of 1% of the population of Santa Barbara. My intention before that event was to shift this city, to light up this city, people living at lower levels of consciousness, to offset the homelessness, the worry, the fear, the anxiety, the stress. And I know we did it. I can't prove it, but I knew we had so many people in a resonant energy field in that conference room. But that's my work. I want to help individuals. I want to help people in this world. I call it creating a legion of nowists, people that live out of stress, worry, fear, overwhelm, and anxiety, and create the life they've always dreamed of. And then they give it away. Mm. It's not for them. It's just to be of service. And then the, the abundance just keeps flowing in. I'm on a roll. If you can't tell me, I just can't stop talking. I'm so on fire with this with you, baby. It's my passion. It's my great passion. And and you know, like really, it's that ripple effect for you too, because you you'll help one person, they'll then share that abundance, and and on it goes. You know, it just replicates. So that ripple effect is just incredible. Pay it forward. Mm. Yep, just keep paying it forward. Now, what would you say is the biggest challenge for you in the work that you do? Individually, or just mean as a, as a as a brand or a business owner? Well, just just you as a as a as a person. Wow, you know, my biggest challenge is gravity. Mm. <laughs> it, it is all yeah. of our biggest challenges is gravity. Yeah, because what I teach in my book, in the book, is to become a bi-terrestrial. And let me unpack that: a bi-terrestrial, somebody that lives fondly, you know, on the planet with their feet on the ground of the gravity. But their imagination is high above, three, three miles above the planet. Mm. You have this conduit that connects the two of you, and that's living in the present moment. It's that vertical. 
but you're here in the world. You know, I love hummingbirds. Hummingbirds illustrate this point perfectly because hummingbirds are, I call them nature's nowists because mm. the fastest wings, hummingbird wings beat 86 beats a second, mm. right? But they can stay still, right? As still as a, like, as a glass of water that hasn't moved. Like they can just be dead still, but they're moving as fast as pot. I mean, you would think, how do these little creatures do that? Mm. How do they move and just be so busy, but they're so present and so still. And they're also like little kids, right? They flit around and just these cute little jubilant creatures. I call them nature's nowists. Well, my mission in life is to be like that, to be very focused, busy, serving people, inspired, creating all these different types of abundance to share with people, but I'm still present in that. So gravity is usually the problem because everybody is held down by their problems, right? You're held down by the weight of the world. It's how many times you're, oh, I got the weight of the world on my shoulders. You know, every time you're stressed out, it's like this hamster where you just keep thinking about the same problem, right? Anytime you're worried, Bindi, you realize that you just keep repeating the same thoughts yep. over and over again. Yep. And that's the gravity. Mm. That's the weight of physical time. Mm. So the greatest, to answer your question, the greatest challenge is gravity because people get caught up in this past, future, linear this gravitational pull of their life falling apart or the fears of not measuring up or having to accomplish things and goals. But if you can get in the quantum, become like a hummingbird, get above the planet. And that's what my meditation teaches you. The nowest meditation takes one minute. I teach it through my course. Um, you know, I, I've got other courses that teach it, but ultimately if you go to my YouTube channel, which is Billy Mandarino, the nowest I've got 500 free videos on there that teach people what I'm talking about in one minute segments. Mm. Like I call it one minute in the now. Yep. It, it teaches people in their daily life, simple concepts of how to get out of time, how to get out of the world, because we have to live as this bi-terrestrial is, Bindi. Mm. We have to live you know, on this earth, busy like a hummingbird, but we have to get our awareness and our imagination out of the gravity. That's why when I'm hovering above the earth in this meditation, there's no stress. Imagine, Bindi, if you were above the earth right now, if you literally could hover three miles above the earth and you're looking at this immense black space with these little pinholes that we call stars, right, in the curtain of night, and you're just in awe of this blue line that covers our planet, you couldn't possibly have a problem. You couldn't possibly think about the gravity of your, of your stress. And that's what I do. This meditation takes one minute. I teach it open-eyed or divergent meditation or closed-eyed, with all with breath and breathing. Well, I do that so many times throughout the day when I feel like the world is trying to take me out of my presence. And that's what gets me back into the present moment. That's what gets me back in my imagination, back in creation, and out of the gravity of the world. And anybody can do it. Mm. It's just a habit. Like, once again, this is, not a, this is not a religion. To be a Taoist is a practice, a way of life. Yeah. And you just reminded me of, um, you know, when astronauts go to space and they look down on the earth and, and, you know, to put your problems in perspective by looking at the earth when it's just a small dot, like really, there's not a problem in the world, is there? Exactly. It's not being, it's not being foolish or hallucinating or, you know, being uh, ignorant to your issue or to your problem or just denying it. It's not, it's It's not denying your problem. Mm. It's just getting your creative power back and interrupting Mm the stress and, and that hamster wheel that's going around because you, the only way you can create the change, as it says on your shirt, be mm. the change <laughs> to be the change. As Gandhi said that you want to see in the world, you have to be the change. Exactly. You be the change. Mm. Don't expect somebody else to change. 
And the change happens in moments of your instant you. present moment awareness. Yep. Interrupt your patterns. Get back into this moment. Mm. So, Billy, if you were to define what ethical means to you, what would it be? I would say ethical is living from the highest part of who I am. Ethical is the highest part of who I am. If I was to speak of I am, you probably know what I'm mm. talking about. Yep. In the very first time those two words were uttered, I guess, and written down was in the Old Testament in Exodus with Moses at Mount Sinai and Jesus, you know, or, or Moses, sorry, was called up there and, and he's called by God up there. And he says, uh, Moses, Moses. And Moses says, here I am. And then of course, God says, Hey, you're going to free the Israelites. You're going to take them out of the, of their slavery. And, and Moses says, who shall I say has sent me? And he says, I am that I am. And that will be my name for all generations. I am. So mm-hmm. to be ethical is to be in your I am presence, which is God. And I believe when God said, I am that I am, and I point at you and say, I am that I am, and I point at a listener in in New Zealand or Asia or America or Africa or Italy, and I say, I am that I am, I am is the name of God. And you are altogether God and God is altogether you. Mm. So to be ethical is to live in the truth. And the truth is the I am presence. And that is not blasphemous. It's not saying that you are the creator. It's saying you are altogether God and God is altogether you. We come from the source. Mm. If I take a bucket of ocean out of the ocean and I put it on the beach, eventually that bucket of water of source evaporates and returns back into the ocean. It's only when you separate yourself from it mm. that it becomes you know, not part of it. Because you are altogether God, and I am altogether God, and we are all coming from that same source. We all return to that same source. So stepping into that presence, that I am presence, to me is the most ethical thing one could do because it's the truth. Mm. That is the most incredible answer I've heard to that question, can I just say. <laughs> oh, I thank you. It's not, I don't take the credit. <laughs> I'm not taking the credit. I'm just thankful to bring it through. Now, uh, what what are your future plans? What are you working on from here? You're saying you got another seminar coming up. What else is happening for you? That's right. So I'm I'm excited. We just recorded this entire um, seminar we just did last week. It's going to be an online course. It's going to be the Nowest Experience online course, which will be an eight module course. So people that didn't come to the seminar can see this as a I buy this on my website as an online course. But I'll have my next seminar coming up probably in about nine months. Will be for a couple hundred people. My mission is to keep growing this because I really love the fact that uh, there's going to be, I think, a shift. More people are going to want to get off Zoom and get in person. Mm. They're going to want to get around other people because, as you know, we need each other. And one of the biggest lessons I learned when I was actually in this bed right here, I had COVID so, so bad. I had 10 days of 102 fever. My wife got it. My daughter got it. They were fine in a couple of days. For me, it kicked my butt. Mm. I mean, I was out for 10 days. 102 fever. And then eventually I broke the fever. And then 10 days after that, Guillain-Barre just assailed me. Mm. But, you know, my mission is to help people learn how to overcome obstacles, how to get out of the stress and the worry and the overwhelm of, of the problems that come in life. So I'm inspired to help people heal themselves, heal other people, learn and, and being in coherent energy. You know, I was here. I really, the first lesson I learned here, being a Taoist and being a spiritual teacher was, you know, I thought I could just do this on my own. 
I thought I could just connect to my source, connect to my I am presence and living in that nowest prowess, if you will. And that was enough. But ultimately, I, I couldn't do it alone. Mm. You know, it wasn't until I told, you know, my family that I was sick because my father, who's 79, had open heart surgery the same time I got COVID. It was oh, really wow. sick. And I didn't want my family. I'm from a huge family, big Italian family. I didn't want anybody praying for me because I wanted to send all the prayers to my father. So I didn't tell anybody. But the doctor said, if I didn't go into the hospital on this 11th day, my lungs were becoming what's called COVID lung. Mm. COVID pneumonia was setting into my dry cough became wet. Yep. And they're really concerned I was going to get pneumonia. So I decided to tell my brothers and sisters to pray for me. The next day I broke my fever. Mm. And 10 days later, I was back to normal. And then I went golfing. And the next day I got Guillain-Barre syndrome and was paralyzed. Incredible. <laughs> it's just been this journey. It's been this journey. So I just really want to teach people how to overcome the gravity of this world, the gravity of their stress, their overwhelm, their anxiety, to live as a nowist. I mean, that is truly my mission. And this course comes out probably in a couple months. And then, you know, a few months later, uh, probably nine months to get the next seminar going. But it's just so exciting to serve those people in person. I've done a lot online. I've done lots of interviews. I've spoke all over. But something about having that, co you know what I'm talking about, Bindi. When you get in a room with people vibrating in this coherent energy, everybody has a transformation. That's why the seminar is called the Nowist Experience Live, because it was an experience. It wasn't just about me. It was like, how can I be part of this experience and share it with everybody? And and I guess uh, what came up for me there, Billy, was, you know, that there is such a power just in energy itself, uh, whether you're in the same room or not, I have to say, because uh, like I was saying to you, I have developed some of the most um, closest connections and relationships around the world um, and we haven't even met in person. Um, like the energetic connection we've had from across the globe, like you, you can feel it with me now. Oh, we are one. We're um, absolutely. That that you know. I just got the chills, Benny. Just thinking of when you said that. That's when you know. There you go. There is no. There's no time. No. There's no distance. There's no space. It's all instant oneness. And so I think energy is such a powerful thing, you know, like, and particularly when someone you love is not well and you can, you can send them healing energy and send them love and pray for them, um, to, to get better. There's it miracles was, that can happen from that. Seriously. Oh my God, Bindi. It was unbelievable. I have to tell you a quick story. I'm in the hospital and spot my fifth, fifth day in the hospital and I can't really move my hands. I'm totally numb and paralyzed. But my wife, you know, during COVID, my wife and daughter couldn't visit me for 21 time, days in the hospital because mm. of COVID. Mm. And I could just kind of get my phone up a little bit to FaceTime with her, but the doctors wouldn't call her because I don't know, they're afraid of whatever malpractice or just saying the wrong thing or having it misconstrued. But there was this one gentleman who was dealing with what's called long hauler syndrome. Have you heard of long hauler syndrome? No. Long COVID. Oh, right. So what happens, yeah, they call it long COVID or long haulers yeah. or, or post-acute uh, chronic syndrome, COVID syndrome. Basically, you you heal from COVID, as I did. And then this this other thing happens. Like mine was Guillain-Barre syndrome. Other people have brain fog, fibromyalgia, um, these phantom bone break feelings, this numbness, this tingling, headaches, uh, pain they can't describe. Well, what happens is when you get into this long haulers condition, there's not a lot that they can do for it. A lot of people think that it's a psychological mm. you know, process that's happening through the inflammation from the COVID affecting the cells, the vessels of your, of your body. And that's 
It's all under study right now. But there was this gentleman I met named Les, and it was a, a mutual friend of mine. He says, hey, will you talk to my brother-in-law? He's really suffering from long haulers. And long haulers is what I had. The worst possible outcome is what I had. Anyway, he's, he was an ex-pastor, and he, hadn't, he was a Navy SEAL. He was this incredible being. Um, and he said, hey, can I pray for you? So he prayed for me, and then I prayed for him. But while he was praying for me, I was sitting in this chair, and my heart started to get really hot, like on fire, and mm. started to beat like a hummingbird's heart. And the, the nurse came in to take my blood, and she was like really worried because my heart rate was 135 beats a minute. But my blood pressure was 120 over 80. It was mm. totally normal. Mm. And they couldn't figure it out. It was all those people praying for me. Every There's hundreds of people praying for me because I'm, I've been in this big community. They also had done an article in the local paper about my condition and what happened and how rare it is to be the only guy in the county to get, you know, beyond raised from COVID. And all these people were praying for me and I could feel their prayers. Once again, the infectious disease center can't really study what happened to me because you can't quantify it. You can't, you know, A to B it. You can't like study and put mm. it in under a microscope. I know what happened. I know why I healed so fast was the fact that I was allowing myself and my ego got out of the way because I didn't want to pray for anyone to pray for me because I was worried about my dad. But when I let go and realized I can't do this alone, mm. we need people. And like you said, we, you and I, I, you just said what you said and I got chills all over my body. I just met you, right? We are in this coherent oneness tethered to each other. And all it takes is, is a moment of awareness and a recognition of the soul's light in the other soul. Like what, what is now spelled backwards, Bindi? One. Yes. When you're in the now, you've won. You've won your presence back. It's also a homonym, O-N-E, one. One infinite source, one divine mind, one universal subconscious mind. When you're in the now, you've won. You've won your presence back. And that's what you just experienced with me. Mm. You just got there and I got there instant. So it doesn't matter where we are. You're right. Being in person is important, but you, yes, throughout this global pandemic, what it's taught us is that we are all connected. It doesn't matter what modality. It's just the, the awareness and the intention behind the connection. Mm. And, you know, to, to give you another example, um, I've got a friend who's also in the States there um, who I met through COVID and, um, uh, she uh, was going through um, some very um, difficult times recently, which just days on end, not sleeping, um, you know, life and death kind of stuff. And so this one night I sat down and I did an energy uh, meditation to send her healing energy. And that night she slept for the first time in days. Of course. And everything started to turn around. Like just those kind of things, like if we just – focus our energy and our efforts we can create miracles purely mm. there's no doubt the only doubt is as you allow your physical conscious mind to step in mm. that's why you have to get into the unknown the unknown is where the growth is you have to be brave mm. you have to know that yes your prayer your heart your soul your spirit your energy your imaginative energy you can imagine myself i can imagine myself like in brisbane australia with you right now in your studio it's just my, I can, I can imagine myself three miles above the planet. Mm. People don't use your imagination like a little kid. You have to get nimble. You have to be like that hummingbird. Nature's now, it's just flitting around, but perfectly still while you're doing everything else around the world, but you're in the present moment. And that's where you create this growth and this, this energy changes and you serve people. You just want to give it away then. Yeah. It's not what's in it for you. It's like, how can I serve people? 
And the crazy thing is when you want it more for somebody else, you get what you want. Yeah. There's the counterintuitive nature of living as a now. It's most people are so caught up in the seeking mode, but it's once again, it's a journey and the step in the direction of you. It's mm. not an outward seeking. You have to go inward. It's like the book, Alchemist. Everybody listening, read the book, The Alchemist. <laughs> My book is great, but The Alchemist is the fifth most published book in the world. It'll teach you in this beautiful fable that Paulo Coelho has written about what's going on in your life and how to solve it. Mm. Now, Billy, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? It's billymandarino.com. Uh, my site is new. I've, you know, I've had, my site's been up probably for four years. We just revamped it uh, on the piggybacking on my new seminar. I've just launched my new one-on-one coaching program called, you know, Becoming Your Infinite Self. It's a 12-week program. I'll have a new uh, online course up. But people can reach me at Billy Mandarino. I'm also on every social media platform you can imagine. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. If you want to see some of those videos, you just go to Billy Mandarino, the nowest. I've got 500 videos up there. Um, Instagram is, you know, the underscore nowest. Um, I'm, I'm on every social media platform, <laughs> except TikTok. I'm, eventually, I think I need to get on TikTok. <laughs> I'm just trying to reach more people. But I do speak to the youth of America. I, I do a lot of Zoom calls with, uh, you know, middle school kids because they're dealing with stress mm. um, this world right now. Probably the worst. They're they're doing the poorest job of dealing with stress right now. It's not their fault. Mm. It's just they've been their school's been taken away from them. Hope, worry, anxiety, death, potential, like these fearful things. So I, I work with a lot of kids, teaching them how to get out of stress, how to get this monkey mind of theirs under control, and how to use their breath and meditation and visualization and their imagination to get out of the fourth dimension, which is time. Mm. God, imagine if we had that in curriculum. That'd be incredible. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> That's part of my mission too, is to make, you know, uh, emotional intelligence and spirituality um, right along with math and science, like right in English. It's you just mindfulness, um, teaching emotional intelligence as a class, a full on curriculum class, because this world is, it needs to slow down. It's going too fast. Mm. Well, count me in, Billy. I'll help you out. <laughs> now, I got the final question for you. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? That's a great question. The change, as Gandhi said, I want to rip him off, but I'm being the change that Gandhi talked about. I am taking my abundance and I'm paying it forward. I'm teaching, preaching, and just giving away so much free content, giving away so many free tickets, uh, books, Music. I mean, I have a band, my CDs, which are higher level, uh, you know, musical productions that teach people how to get in the present moment through song. Um, I'm just being the example. I'm giving away. I'm paying it forward as much as I possibly can to inspire people to do the same. But I, I find, Bindi, the more I just generously, freely give people whatever it is, my heart, my time, my treasure, money, just more abundance comes in my life. I'm being the example. To be a Taoist is someone who lives consistently in the present moment, but I want it more for other people mm. than I want it for myself. But the reality is then all the things that I focus on, all the intentions and inspirations that I have, they come to be and they come to pass because I'm not acting like that quote from Hafiz. I'm just acting like the sun. I'm not saying the earth you owe me. I'm giving you all this light earth. Now, you know, you only have life because of me. No, I just want to keep giving it away. And then it gets really, it gets exciting 
because when you, there's a, actually a Harvard study they've done here in the States about serotonin, you probably heard it. When you offer somebody an act of kindness, the serotonin goes up in your body, mm. equally goes up in you. If I was to give you a gift, Mindy, your serotonin level would go up the same as me, but somebody watching me offer that gift to you, their serotonin level goes up the same as both of ours. Mm. That's how you change the world. It's like, you just act kind to people. You just give freely. Don't say, oh, that homeless person, that bum on the street, go get a job. No, 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 no. I'm giving him my leftovers. I'm going to give him a little money. I'm going to say, God bless you, man. And hand him five bucks. And people say, oh, don't. No, 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 no. No, you just have to act like the sun. You mm. just have to give. And then everything in your life will change. Get yeah. the focus off yourself. Yeah. And I think it was the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, that was one of the key concepts of abundance yes. is, is the, yes. the more like the more you give, the more you have. And I think if you have that mentality of lack and you're not actually giving when you potentially could, that's actually what holds you back from abundance. So even if you think you're not rich in any kind of way or have any kind of abundance to share, you do. You do on any kind of level, whether it be your time, your money, your energy, whatever it is, you can give back to others and it's going to come back to you twofold. It does. You just have to have that faith. You have to step into that unknown. And for a lot of people right now listening and watching this, it's probably scary because maybe they've lost their job. Maybe they had some financial hardship. Maybe someone's passed away and they're this close to them or they have a divorce or somebody's ill. But the reality is it works the law of attraction is never broken. Mm. When you can get your focus off yourself and think about how can I serve somebody that's even less fortunate than I am, it's even got it harder than I did. I've got going on. It's the challenges of my life. Just find a way to serve that person. But don't ever ask for a thank you. Don't ask for anything in return because mm. that's the ego, yeah. right? And and Dr. Wayne Dyer, gotta love Dr. Wayne. Mm. He came up with the the acronym E G O Ego Ego Edging God Out. Yes, we edge God out with our ego. Mm. So just come from how can I serve? Not what's in it for me. And just watch the miracle that starts to happen in your life. It's simple. That alone, Bindi, could shift this planet from Absolutely. scarcity to abundance. Well, it's a whole shift in consciousness, isn't it? It is, and it's just a simple practice. Mm. That's like my book, The Nowus. It just teaches you simple things like that. Every day, a way of life, I call it the nowest rituals. When you live this way, all of a sudden, the law of attraction activates. I'm getting chills just talking about it because I'm just so <laughs> fired up by it because I know I've been blessed to serve so many people with these teachings and seeing the changes in their life. And they just want to help other people. Mm. It just it starts, it's paying it forward. It starts this movement. And that's what this is. This is just a, this is a mission. This is my dharma. This is my purpose in the world. Light worker, being a light worker in this world finding those dark spots in the world and just shining the light on it. Billy, I am so grateful that the universe has brought us together and I cannot thank you enough for this amazing connection and being a part of the ethical evolution. Namaste. I am so honoured, Bindi, to have met you. Thank you, Divine Universe, God, for all the oneness that have connected both of us. And that, I love it when this happens, Bindi, because mm. it just comes from a place of, of not your mind. It doesn't yeah. come from a place you trying to, it just, it's just, you show up and you serve when you're ready to serve and that's it. There's no doing, you're just being. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Electric acid.
Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 